You're listening to episode 90 of the Pastor Writer Podcast, conversations on reading, writing, and the Christian life. I'm your host, Chase Replogle. Well, one of the topics I love to talk about on the podcast is books, whether it's interviewing the authors who have written them or I'm talking about the books people are reading, the books that are impacting their thinking and their time. It's become a tradition that every December I put together a list of the books that have impacted me most in the previous year. So today's episode is the 10 books that have impacted my thinking and reading most in 2019. I hope you appreciate the list and maybe find a new book to pick up over the holiday season. And make sure, tell me the books that have impacted you. I always love hearing what listeners are reading. Thanks for listening. I think one of the challenges of reading is deciding what to read next. It sounds simple, but a book is both an investment of time and money. The Pew Research Foundation has found that the median average American has read four books in the past 12 months. That's four chances to find a meaningful and hopefully perspective-changing read. Some previous reporting by Publishers Weekly estimates that the Evangelical Christian Publishers Association publishers release around 7,500 new books each year. That isn't counting the thousands of self-published titles or books still in print from previous years. Over the past years, I've had the privilege of interviewing several Christian authors and developing relationships with publicists who represent authors and their new titles being released each year. I do my best to keep up with what's being published, but it's really an impossible task. Most Americans will pick four books from the tens of thousands of possibilities. Now, thankfully, the end of the year brings these lists of the year's most influential books, I'd recommend taking a look at these lists if you're trying to figure out what to read next. Several of the authors that I've listed in past Pastor Writer podcast interviews have shown up on some of these. For instance, I always take a look at Christianity Today's 2020 Book Awards, as well as the Gospel Coalition's 2019 Book Awards. Both have just recently come out in the past few weeks. Most of the lists published this month look back at books that were published in 2019. My list is slightly different. I want to offer you the most impactful books that I read in 2019. Some have been recently published books, and some are much older, but these are the books that have shaped and guided much of my thinking and my time over the past 12 months. So here's my list of the 10 top reads of my 2019. Number one, Virgil Wanderer by Leif Inger. This past year, our family took a road trip to visit family out of state. We made the decision to leave really early in the morning, allowing our young kids to sleep while we knocked out some hours of driving. My wife and I each took one of our Apple AirPods and hit play on Leif Inger's newest novel, Virgil Wander. The book is not labeled under Christian fiction. I have no information about Inger's faith, but the book quickly became my favorite novel of the year. Set in a small lakefront Minnesota town, the plot is thin, but the characters are rich and fascinating. Books like this one are a reminder that people, even forgotten ones in forgotten towns, are eternally fascinating. Novels like this one are a training ground for paying attention to life and to people and to the plots within. With patience, the plots of everyday life take on deeper meaning and become sacred. The book's end left me wishing for a few more pages and a few more hours of driving in Inger's fictitious town. Number two, A Month of Sundays by Eugene Peterson. Though it has now been over a year since the death of one of my favorite authors, Eugene Peterson, 
2019 did bring more of his words to print. This past November, Waterbrook released a short 31-day devotional of Peterson's sermons through the Gospels. The sermons are broken down into a few pages of reading for each day. For me, reading them is an incredible gift, like the discovery of your favorite band's unreleased tracks. I read the book in its 31-day plan and found it, as always, deep, insightful, patient, and wise. It was my favorite devotional experience this year. Number three, Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Now, Life Together was published in 1939. It is hardly a recently published book. It's been 80 years since the title was released in its original German version. It's not a new release, and this definitely wasn't my first time reading it. But so much of my writing and thinking and preaching was shaped by this book this year. In 2019, I had the privilege of contributing an article to Christianity Today for the first time, and the article explored my first encounter with Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together, and the profound impact it had on how I understand my vocation as a pastor and what it is to be a part of a church. Life Together explores Bonhoeffer's lessons and thoughts while teaching at an underground seminary in Nazi-controlled Germany. I'm routinely struck by the insights and the modern application of Bonhoeffer's lessons. So much of what he feared and warned about has played out in the way that we work and worship together as a church. Life Together should be read by every pastor and probably every Christian. It should be read carefully and patiently. Bonhoeffer was prophetic in so many ways. Life Together only adds to that legacy. Number four, Write Better by Andrew LePoe. Write Better is my recommendation for a craft book on writing from 2019. Most of the great writing books I've read over the past few years have not been written from a Christian perspective. A significant amount of the advice on writing applies to anyone writing, regardless of faith or even, in my opinion, fiction or nonfiction. But one of the questions I'm continually interested in exploring is how Christian faith impacts the craft and the calling of writing. LePoe offers plenty of practical advice on writing, but he also leans into that larger question, what he calls the spirituality of writing. LePoe brings decades of experience in writing and editing, having served as the associate publisher for editorial at InterVarsity Press. Write Better is a book I'm planning on rereading in 2020, and I'm hoping to get LePoe on the podcast sometime early next year. Uh, be looking for it. I know that'll be a great conversation. Number five, Pursuing an Earthy Spirituality by Gary Selby. When I saw the release of Gary Selby's book on the theology of C.S. Lewis, I knew I wanted to read it, but I also wanted to talk with Selby about Lewis as a writer. It was an honor to host him on the podcast this previous year, and it's worth checking out that past episode. My wife and I love to watch documentaries on artists, and I often find that a little background on an artist dramatically changes the way you see their work. Sometimes it even helps you appreciate an artist that otherwise you might have overlooked. C.S. Lewis is hardly a writer who most Christians have overlooked. I've always enjoyed reading Lewis. In fact, my son and I have been working through the Chronicles of Narnia this year. But reading Selby's book on Lewis, it deepened my appreciation for Lewis's work. It will make you appreciate Lewis even more and inspire you to pick up even more of Lewis's books that you might never have before. Number six, The Ethics of Authenticity by Charles Taylor. A big part of 2019 was shaped by the writings of Charles Taylor, and I've come to recognize how many other writers have been impacted by him as well. The influence of Taylor is massive, but his major works, books like A Secular Age, 
are a real project for most readers, myself included. I tackled it in audio format this year and found it fascinating and challenging and a significant part of it I think I will have to reread to truly understand. I also read Taylor's much shorter book, The Ethics of Authenticity. The book looks at the growing cultural focus on authenticity and self-fulfillment. Identity is sort of the idol of our time, replacing traditional values such as community and social commitments. The book still takes careful reading to follow, but evidence of Taylor's ideas will be immediately evident to you after reading. I think once you read Charles Taylor, you're going to recognize just how much his writing is influencing so much else you're reading. Number seven. The Pastor in a Secular Age by Andrew Root. Root's book is one that contributed to my focus on Charles Taylor this year. Root works through much of Taylor's thoughts and tracks how these cultural changes have impacted pastors. The book includes a fascinating history that looks at the historically influential celebrity pastors and how they model the shifting understanding of what a pastor is and does in society. Root actually joined me to talk about his book on a past episode of the podcast, and it quickly became one of the most listened-to episodes on the show. The book might be a little too detailed for a general audience, but for pastors or anyone thinking seriously about ministry, it is well worth taking the time to read and process Root's contributions. Number eight, The Art of Biblical Narrative by Robert Alter. I'm not sure why it took me so long to find The Art of Biblical Narrative. It was not a book published recently. I've long been interested in the narrative techniques of the biblical authors. Preaching through the Old Testament has routinely left me amazed at how well-written the biblical stories are, and I've talked about it several times on the podcast in the past. Alter deepened my appreciation even more. Alter shows how the craft of the Hebrew writers rivals the great literature of history. He helps his readers appreciate what is unique about Hebrew narrative and offers the tools to appreciate those techniques better as you read the text. I think Alter's books should be required reading for anyone teaching scripture and would be well worth the time for any Christian. Number nine, Reading Beekner by Jeffrey Monroe. After reading Jeffrey Monroe's new book on the life and writings of Frederick Beekner, there will probably be several Beekner books on my 2020 list of reading. I first read Beekner's Telling the Truth in Seminary, but have yet to dig into his memoirs or his fiction or significant parts of his other writing. I think I've waited too long. Monroe's book offers an introduction to Beekner's life and work. It's the perfect introduction to pique your interest and give you the foundation for reading more on your own. I often go through these seasons of reading where I focus a significant amount of my energy into reading a single author. It's too early to tell, but it feels like Beekner might be my next author for that focus. Monroe deserves a big part of the credit for that. And number 10, The Care of Souls by Harold Sinkbau. There is no book that I've recommended more this year than The Care of Souls. Sinkbau offers a wise and discerning take on the core work of being a pastor. He describes the pastoral identity as a habitus, a Latin word which sees a pastor as a kind of disposition or a way of being. It's a refreshing idea in a world that models most of its advice to pastors around functions and business tactics. It should be required reading for every pastor. I had the chance to interview Harold on the Pastor Writer podcast this year, and it is one of the most important conversations that I think I've had on the show. I really can't recommend this book highly enough. Well, that's my list, the 10 books that have most impacted my thinking and time in 2019. 
One of the things that I've come to love about this podcast is discovering new books from listeners as well. I oftentimes get recommendations on who I should interview or books that I should be reading. If there's been a book that has made a big impact on your 2019, I would love to hear about it. You can leave a comment on Facebook, on Twitter. You can comment on the episode at pastorwriter.com. Whatever's most convenient for you, let me know what you've been reading and what's been impacting your thinking in 2019. I also want to take a moment as the year comes to a close to say thank you. In January, this show will hit its two-year anniversary. It has become a big part of my weekly routine, and it has paid for itself in so many new friendships and meaningful conversations. It's all possible because you take the time to listen and to share the show and to leave feedback. They now say that there are over 800,000 podcasts online. I know I'm only able to listen to a small handful of those shows. So I also know what a gift it is to have your support and the fact that you listen to this one. I promise to steward that attention to the absolute best of my ability. I'll often ask guests at the end of conversations to close out our episodes in prayer. I thought it might be fitting as we come to the end of the year if you might let me do that this week. To pray for you, to pray for the coming year, and to pray that God might lead what we're reading and thinking about so that it might glorify Him and give us a deeper faithfulness in the work that we have ahead of us. If you would, join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I am eternally grateful for so many men and women who have contributed through their writings to help shape this past year. Um, I'm thankful for those who have helped me dig deeper into your word and to recognize how you are speaking to us through it. I pray for all those who are listening that you would just uh, bless the holiday season ahead of us and that, God, you would, by your Spirit, guide us into deeper faithfulness, that you would bring around the right people into our lives, the right books into our lives, the right messages into our lives, that we might follow you into everything you've called us to do and who you've called us to be. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If you're interested in finding a list of the books recommended in this episode, as well as links to where you can purchase them, check out the show notes at pastorwriter.com slash 90. I'd also like to remind you that if you're willing, share some of the books you've been reading in 2019 and the ones that have impacted you most. You can do that by leaving a comment on the website or leave a comment on Facebook or Twitter, wherever's most convenient for you. As always, thanks for listening, and here's to a great 2020. 